All right, Brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. But let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an unfair resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome back. Let's do this again, Brutus. Episode three of the Better Fantasy Bureau. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, and my man here, 100 years. Charlie Chase, baby. Episode 003. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's already off and running in true Charlie fashion. But yes, we're here with episode three. We're starting it up again. We're doing two this week. And the buzz is growing, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The more and more, like every week, we're getting a lot more feedback. Yeah, sure. yeah. The bu- the buzz has been growing. It's been fantastic. I'd have yeah. to give this this episode now. I have to give a big, big shout out uh, to two of my really good friends, uh, Ryan Paton. Paton. Yeah, like I like to say when they catch like Marsong. Goes, I am Ryan Paton. So it's like, uh, so Ryan and Crystal I like to give them both a big, big shout out. And it's funny. Because uh, Ryan, in, in my league that I run, uh, you know, before we started all this, I was running a league called, uh, I still run it with my boy Kento. I run uh, Sunday Funday F Mondays is the name of my league. And shout out to all my party people in that league. That's been going strong. No one's really been leaving. Um, Ryan's the league champion. Is that the one that you've never won? I can't, I, no, I haven't never won it. <laughs> yes. That's that's the only one I never won. All right. You know, so, so I know now. Sure. Now I know what it feels like to be you in a cowboy. And the cowboy said, "Ah!" ah. Just to reiterate once again, this is you know, it's all this Cowboys talk is just you know, just friendly banter between uh, you know, Giants fans and Cowboys. Because even when the Cowboys come to town to MetLife Stadium, so I friendly banter with the other Cowboys fans, and they friendly banter with me. It's not you know, obviously, it's just sports talk. It's mm-hmm. I don't like Absolutely. hate the Cowboys fan. But anyway, so um, Ryan and Crystal have been like huge supporters of the show, giving us tons of feedback and giving us lots of help. And and Crystal's been getting a lot of people to subscribe, and Ryan's been giving us a lot of pointers. And so Ryan's a league champion, and then Crystal says because they're, they're a couple, they're together. And then Crystal says, so oh, Ryan, I'm just looking where we're going to put our trophy. Ryan's like, our trophy, I won it. You didn't win yet. <laughs> So, uh, Crystal, you got to win it, and then you could hold it over Ryan's head and let him know it's not his trophy. Absolutely. So what's going on? Big plans for the weekend, Charlie? Uh, No, nothing much. I'm just, um, you know, definitely working. Got some work stuff to do. Um, And my my family's leaving for Europe, so I'm going to go see them over the weekend. Where they going? Italy? Yeah, they're going to Italy. They're going to Italy for two months. It's a nice nice vacation. Some life. Yeah, it's dope. My my grandmother went away to a yearly Argentina trip. Ah, she's nice. currently. You ever been? Too. Yeah, yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, plenty what, of times. What, what part? Uh, well, my family is from my Argentina side of my family. They're from uh, Santiago del Estero. Oh, all right. Which is was like you know, poor part. Yeah, yeah. That's all we'll say about that. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're from there. But when I go, I go to Buenos Aires, mm-hmm. and then we have a house, uh, an apartment over there in the city of Buenos Aires called Caballito. Mm. By uh, yeah, that's what we have. That's cool, man. Yeah. Now you you go there. You're coming back at least. Forty five hundred pounds heavier. Yeah, the food, right? Good, yeah. uh, good steak. Yeah, well, you know, because me, people don't know that I'm mixed. I'm Argentinian, Colombian, and Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, raised Argentinian, but you know, and also, but uh, my, my father's side is all Italian, 
And uh, but you know, Italians are very much influenced by Argentinians yeah, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but a lot of steak and a lot of pasta. Like yeah, for sure. Good wine too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, so my my wife loves a good Argentina Malbec. Cool. You got to make it back out there, man. Yeah, I uh, last time I went was two years ago. I used to go every year as a kid growing up, and then when I hit high school, I when I was I guess trusted to be left by myself, my yeah. grandmother, which you know, which threw massive house parties. People in Woodside know I threw massive oh, house parties in my nice. house. But anyways, uh, like a good old uh, house party, especially yeah, in Queens. Yeah. Queens really knows how to throw the house parties. The best, I would think, out of the five boroughs. Well, Queens is the best yeah. borough. No <laughs> offense to anybody else in any other borough, but you know, it's just, you know, you don't live in Queens. It's just what we say because we're from Queens, and uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But you're a bigger Jay Z guy than you are Nas guy, aren't you? Yeah, but, I mean, come on, Jay's the goat, bro. Stop. Yeah. Stop. I mean, we would need a podcast just for that. But, yeah. I'm. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna get started on my views on hip hop. Yeah. And what? But this is interesting. What did you uh, think of Nas's last album? Did you listen to it? Or? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. It's only seven songs. How can I not hear it? So yeah. <laughs> listen to it. Well, I didn't a, know if you got to the it. train ride over here. Yeah. <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it was all right, but it was okay. Yeah, you know, Nas, I hold it a different standard. The J and B album though was serious. Nas is Nas is like a, a what? Oh, did you, I haven't even heard that yet. All right, give that a listen. Well, the Nas I hold is like a first rounder. There's picks in hip hop for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, his his average ADP is one point oh one. Just about, nice. he's up there with nah. uh, the Wu Tang Clan and Gangstar for me, at least. Nah, I mean, look, I I love being from Queens. How can you not love Nas? But I, if I had to rate the top three, I would put him three after after Jay Big and then Jiggy Bait, no, Jiggy, Jiggy, <laughs> Jiggy. Jiggy. <laughs> no, is it with uh, Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas? <laughs> but I, I got Jay Big and then Nas. Yeah, I know you're. Uh... You 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 have, you have your you know you love title. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You you love Listen, t- title. Title's the best nineteen bucks I spend every month. Let me tell you that. Uh, that's we, I, I, I would I never use title. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll let you let you check it out. Nah, it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I, I'm doing <laughs> the shirts. The shirts came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once so once again, party people. Uh, we are growing. We're only on episode three. Within like what like like about like two weeks. This is our third episode. Yeah. So and we have quick, a lot quick, more- quick turnaround. Huge quick, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot more planned going on this summer to get you prepared for your draft and for the fantasy season. And uh, one thing we're doing, of course, is with a lot of merchandising. So if you're looking right now on YouTube, first of all, please go to YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Not only subscribe, yes, but please, please rate us, leave us comments, no problem. And when you subscribe to us on i on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play, and what was the other one I was listening? Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud is going to go. Yeah, so please go and. Um, and then, uh, you know, rate us, please. Rate mm-hmm. us and leave us comments and subscribe to us. And it's all big, big, big help. And once again, I want to shout out all my peoples in Woodside, all my friends and all my family that are helping us out so you're, much. You're going to be the mayor of Woodside one day. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> no, There's no. no doubt about it. No, no, no. <laughs> Kent, Kento has that job. Nah. <laughs> it's funny. Anyways, uh, so if you're looking at us on the YouTube channel right now, uh, on our YouTube page, you can see here that we have an abundance of shirts coming off, and I want to shout out my man, my man Moon. Big, big shout out to my man Moon because he's the one that printed out these shirts for us. Uh, you could look at the end of our YouTube page, and you could see um, his information if you want to get any kind of printing done. Also, you can see a mug here in the center, and um, on that mug that he did for us on both sides, that uh, Fallout Boy is holding down, and then Fallout Boy fell down into the mug. <laughs> So, uh, right on. Do you know about Fallout Boy? No. Nah. Yeah, you, oh, you should. You're telling me about title. Fallout Boy is more important than title. And then the Millhouse superhero character, not the band. So, yeah, you can see here, we got all different kinds of shirts. So, you know, Charlie, we got your Dallas Cowboys shirt over here. You know, the Navy right, blue silver Right in print. the middle, you would notice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right right in the middle, yeah. Um, I don't have a comeback for that to get at you, but whatever, sure. Uh, right, and then we got the Giants ones, which would be um, all blue with the red print. 
The Cowboys, I said, would be navy blue with the silver print. We got even for the Eagles fans, which is a dark green with a silver print. For the Jets fans over there, uh, you know, like a brighter green with a white print. And then we could just make up any kind of assortment colors if you want. So if you do want yeah. a shirt, you want to order one, let us know. Uh, we're going to be getting hats. Uh, you know, we're going to be getting... Uh, but, you know, regular V-neck cotton shirts, because these are dry fit shirts. These are great materials. Yeah. You see the one I'm wearing right now uh, is all black with the white print. They're, all, they're awesome for the gym. Uh, fantastic, yeah. for the, especially yeah. for a hot day like today. Mm-hmm. It's it's burning out there. For sure. It's scorching, yeah. So, like, you know, it really does keep you cool. You know, dry fit shirts. I'm a big fan of dry fit shirts. I love dry fit shirts. So these dry fit shirts are, you know, and, and I've washed these shirts a thousand times. I wear them when I go to the kickboxing gym, when I play ball, uh... So yeah, they're fantastic. If you guys want to order yours, you can hit us up on, um, uh, you know, on Twitter on our podcast. Our, uh, podcast. So, yeah, Twitter is at podcast BFB on our Instagram at BFB podcast. DM mm-hmm. us, email us bfantasyb at gmail dot com. Or while you're leaving us a little uh, comment on iTunes, yes. hey, I want to get a shirt. Let me know. Uh, and once again, don't forget, you could also call us. You could call us on our voicemail, and you can leave us a question. Our number is eight five six three six nine zero four six one. Once again, eight five six three six nine. Zero four six one. I gotta get that drop from uh, Little John, right? Three six nine. <laughs> I gotta get that. No? Nice, a Little John reference on the pod. Thank you for that little uh, you're so corny flex kind of laugh. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot for that, my man. <laughs> but um, all right, now party people. So now moving on. Uh, so we got a really big show planned. So then last week, what we did is we tackled the running backs, mm-hmm. which was uh, of course, you know, always a big major topic because people are so scared that there's so little running backs out there. And we're going to talk about – I have a theory about that, but we'll talk about that in the next yeah. show, Draft Tactics, which we have our first guest coming right. up on that show. Next week. Yeah, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but right now we're going to go and talk uh, – talk, oh, I'm messing everything up over here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired Sorry, from uh, – I DJ'd last long, night. long weekend. Shout out to everybody in Woodside that came out to Charlie's last night. Uh, someone and Heather bartender. It's not my place, by the way, but – It's not your place, no. No, 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 no. It's not what you own. Would you call it Charlie's if you owned the bar? Maybe I love it though. Yeah, I love it. That'd be dope. Yeah. I always wanted to call a place uh, buyback. Buyback. That'd be a dope name for a bar, no? There's got to be a bar called buyback somewhere. Has to be. I, I didn't buy it yet. No. no. All right. Now, now, now there might be. I'm giving out free, <laughs> free, free information here, marketing information. Um. So what we're going to do today is that we're going to talk about the wide receivers today. That's mm-hmm. going to be the main topic of the day. Yeah. But as always, so let's start off first with our little. Uh, warm-up segment which is yeah so last week we um last show we talked about the running backs mm-hmm. and we didn't touch on the first major running backs and the reason we didn't do that because we want to touch it a little bit today on a segment about who to take at number one so mm-hmm. right now what we're going to do is talk about who to take at number one you ready for the charlie absolutely let's do it so who you picking who you picking who you picking exactly so what we're going to do here is just talk about the main um Four running, the main four running backs, really. Mm-hmm. You know, that isn't the main four, but you could add another fifth and sixth, depending on uh, what you feel, on who to take number one overall. So, to talk about the main four guys, which are in no exactly no no order, just Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, and uh, Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. All right. So, if you had the number one pick, Charlie, who would you pick? And also, with who you're picking is who you recommend to take at number one, right? And why? And that's probably the number one question that gets asked in fantasy because um, a lot of the casuals, that's, they're, they're going to ask that question. Yeah. But here, here's the way I look at it. Like, you, you can't mess up your first pick, right? I mean, if, you, if your first pick buzz, chances are it's going to be really hard to, for you to make any kind of noise in that league. Yeah, like if, that last year people that took David Johnson. I or, mean, it wasn't or, their fault because he got hurt, but it really hurt. Mike Evans. Time. 
Mike last Evans. Last year, Mike yeah. Evans, I, I couldn't tell you how many leagues I took him number one. And yeah, I had him in two leagues. Needless I agree. to say, you know, it, that didn't pan out. But I, I to me, safety is important, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of like when you when you play daily, you you know, there's two different types of games in daily. I mean, there's more than two, but the two top ones are are tournaments and cash games. Now, when you're when you're building a cash game lineup, safety is is the most important thing. So you want to draft those players that have like really high floors, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when you're playing in tournaments, all you want is upside. So that's when you'll take a couple of shots on players that you think that have the biggest upside, but maybe then they don't have necessarily a safe floor. And that's kind of how I look at the number one overall pick. Now, if you look at the four backs that we mentioned, all four of them have question marks. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So with Lev Bell, there's you know his contract situation where as of this recording, there there hasn't been a resolution to it yet. No, you know now they're saying that they have until Monday to to get a deal done. Yeah, we're recording this on July 14th, so by the 16th they have you know that deadline to get a deal done. Yeah, so they have his contract um, situation going on. Gurley, you know, he's interesting because he had a phenomenal year last year, but. You know the the Rams defense is is has a chance to go from good to great this season. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with yeah. the moves that they made? No, I think the defense is going to be a top. It's going to be great. You know, factoring you know Cooks is coming in is going to get because going to take targets away from from Gurley. He was heavily involved in the passing game last year, um, so there's question marks there. And David Johnson, for as much upside as he has. There's a question mark if he's going to stay, you know, stay on the field. I mean, he's been hurt. You know, he's had some kind of injury for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And then that brings me to Zeke. So to answer the question before I went on that little tangent, my number one pick is <laughs> Zeke Elliott. Big and surprise. Big surprise. And I'm not, being a, I'm not being a homer here, but let me, let me build a case for Zeke. Uh-huh. Now, what's, what's the biggest knock on Zeke? Uh, what you, I'm sure you're referring to targets. Targets, right? right? You know, about 40 targets per year. Yeah. So my point being is that he's going to – he's those numbers I think are going to go up because there's 220 targets missing between Dez and Witten. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at the offensive line. The offensive line is still one of the best in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been, you know, all these people saying that the, the offensive line is taking a step back. I don't see it. You still have three All-Pros returning to that offensive line. Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, and Zach Martin. Uh, Lyle Collins plays right tackle. He's, he's good. And then Connor Williams, the rookie out of Texas, had a first-round grade on a lot of draft boards. So the offensive line is going to be good. Um, to me, Zeke is the, is the safest out of all four. So he's my number one pick. I'm going with Zeke Elliott. Call me a homer, but I just think that if at the end of this year Zeke leads the league in rushing and leads the league in rushing touchdowns, is that going to surprise you? No, absolutely not. No. So I'm going with Zeke Elliott. Now, my rebuttal on this. Of course. The well, rebuttal from the Giant fan. But go ahead. Well, you know, rebuttal from your partner in, in this show. <laughs> it's more like it. So my rebuttal on this is, like, don't get me wrong, Zeke is a stud and is definitely a top four running back. Mm-hmm. Okay? It doesn't matter where you want to put him, where you think he's going to end up. Uh, I'm bullish and like like hesitant against him for certain things. Don't get me wrong. Now, like I said, I will more than likely be drafting him over Saquon Barkley for like almost every draft. Mm-hmm. But um, because I think he is, especially right now, the better player. But look, and I'm, he's I'm, got the better offensive line. That's that's better, that's well. Not, well, you, like I said, the, gi- the giant. Well, I make my my case about Saquon Barkley in a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying the only way, reason I would take Saquon Barkley number one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get back to Zeke real quick. The only reason I would, and I and 
is because I am definitely this year going to take them at least. No, I'm going to take them in. Well, you know, but I'm letting the people know. But I'm taking them at least in one one of my drafts. Mm -hmm. I'm taking definitely. So let's say like I'm in four. I'm in four leagues, right? About to start a fifth one. If I'm in my five leagues and I'm having my fifth draft and I have yet to draft Saquon Barkley yet, Mm -hmm. and I had the number one overall pick in that last draft of mine, and I didn't take Saquon Barkley yet, I'm going to take Saquon number one, just because I'm me as a Giants fan want him in one league, and honestly, I. It's way riskier. Who, it's who's way... safer out of the two? No, Zeke is safer out of the two. I, right it's, now. it's not even a question. No, no, it is a question, and we'll uh, say what. Well, hold safer? on. Safer? Y- yes. Yeah. Right. We're, we're we're going to the different topics. Let me first rebuttal mm-hmm. you against Zeke. Mm-hmm. We're going against Zeke. Okay. For let you know one thing about Zeke, he did drop a whole yard per carry last year, mm-hmm. as he did in his rookie year. Okay, he went from five point one to four point one. That's okay. not necessarily great to be four point one. Okay. You know what? That puts him in the same. You know who else had four point one yards per carry? Mm-hmm. Jordan Howard, okay. C.J. Anderson, Rex Burkhead. Isaiah Crawl. That's, right, that's that's the level that's you're fine, putting him in. Listen, but this one, this one saying so you're putting him. Hold on, let me give you my rebuttals. Let me give you my rebuttals. Mm-hmm. This is where you're putting him in that category as the number one overall pick. Like I guess he's still going to be a stud. He still ended up even as RB twelve despite missing six games. Right. Hold on. <laughs> you're, you're like you itching. Hype. You you're me itching hype. to say stuff, <laughs> yeah. but I let you. I let you speak. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and um. You know, he also led all the top four backs with mm. rushing attempts. He had 242, all right? But overall, Dallas is going to be a bad offense this year. They're not going to be I, a good— I don't agree with that, though. I don't agree that they're going to be a bad offense. The offense is going to run through him. Let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be a bad offense. It is going to run through him. And, and damn, let me finish. I want to know why they're going to be a bad offense. If you let me talk, I God. tell you. God. He's gonna. They're gonna be a bad offense, because mm-hmm. they're only mainly going to run through him. They don't have any other weapons enough to make any other person nervous. Just like your reasons last week, and if you didn't tune into the show, tune in last week. Just like your reasons that they're gonna stack the box against Leonard Fournette because mm-hmm. they missed all these wide receivers that they don't have to support him. Same thing. Dak Prescott is not a quarterback that passes a lot, and that's one reason also why it, it contributes to Zeke not getting his targets because Dak Prescott is not necessarily your pure throwing quarterback. Dak Prescott's good. Don't worry. None of these. None of these things I'm saying are that's wrong. If you take Zeke number one overall, I think you are fine with that, and I wouldn't be mad at anybody doing that. Can, any can of these four question? running backs, any of these four running backs, you could take them number one. So if you were to take Zeke number one, that's fine. I'm giving my reasons of why he's not the safest pick at number one. Can I, can I ask you a question? No. How many times is <laughs> Dak Prescott going to drop back and throw the ball this year? Not not that much, to be honest with you. Not right. as much as you think. If he does, he doesn't I, do that. I, I, he's, not, he's, he's not, not going to do it at least thirty times a game. He's not going to drop no. back and throw the ball at least 30 times a game. Maybe, but maybe, maybe not. All right, not. so if he does that, that's 400 possible pass attempts. But, but You're telling me that, you know, Alan Hearns is not going to get 100 targets in, the, in this offense? But Alan, if Alan Cole, Hearns even Cole stays on Beasley. the field. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We're, we're, talking, we're talking a little bit more about it. And mm-hmm. you're getting really excited because you're, you're a Cowboys guy. Yeah. And just, but we're talking about who to take number one. We're not just right. talking about the Cowboys in general, okay? Of course. So let's stick on the topic. Right. But what I'm saying is, if you were to take Zeke number one, mm-hmm. that's... Okay, and that's fine, and that would make me happier. There are safer plays for number one, way safer plays. See that I, that I think he has the highest floor, so that makes him the safest pick. But I mean, look, this is why we're debating this. You know what I mean? Like, I I would I have no problem taking Zeke number one, uh, but that's me. And there's a lot of people that agree with me, a lot of people that don't. But you know, 
That that's fine. That's what you're saying. And I'm I'm telling you my reasons why mm-hmm. I don't agree with you. Okay. But you know, which is safer players to take at number one, which I feel is a hundred percent Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell by far is the safest person to take. All right. I, he he's right now is the best running back in the game. He is averaging. Can, can I ask you a question before you go into your Lev Bell stats? What? So let's say Lev Bell's contract situation is not resolved by the time you know a week before the season, which could very well be the case. Okay. You know, is is he still the number one? If he plays, he's going to be number one. I remember we had this discussion before, and I tried to explain it to you before, because you were like, oh, if he doesn't get a contract, I'm not going to take a number one. If he doesn't have a guaranteed contract, he's not going to play, he's not going to be ranked as number one. It's just like it's just like when, when, when Zeke was even scared of losing six games, he wasn't ranked No, but that my high. question to you is if you're taking him number one. If, I if- would take him number one if he's going to play, yes. But okay. you got to understand, if he doesn't going to play, he's going to be ranked differently but still he's ranked as a top four running back so i'm taking him number so one. august 31st he doesn't have a contract yet if, he, if he's, he's gonna play yes because okay. if he's gonna play i'm taking him yes 100 percent. because he's the safest bet to take i think the only argument to in my mind to make as far as who to take for number one mm-hmm. would be todd Gurley over him because i think those are the two most safest plays what i was saying about Le'Veon bell best running back in the game he's averaging 209.12 fantasy points per year okay mm-hmm. that's including even one year where he only played six games. I'm including that, okay? Um, and that year, he only had 87.2 fantasy points that year, mm-hmm. and that dropped his average a lot. But still, he's averaging 209.12 fantasy points per year, okay? Uh, and he's got the opportunities like no other. He averages 245.8 carries per season. He averages 79 targets per season. He catches 62.4 balls of the balls per year, okay? All this, and, and even all this is including... Even the year when he had had six games, all this is including that one year, and so it's him to me has, especially in PPR, especially in PPR, he's the safest person to take as number one, and that's that's what I say for my part. About so you're that. going with Lev Bell. I'm look. I'm not mad at you with Lev Bell. Um, I just I, I think I'm I'm planting my flag with Zeke and. That, I'm, I'm going with him. That's that's you. That's you want to draft, and I'd be I'd be happy with that because if you had the number one pick and I had the number two pick, thank you for giving me Zeke yeah. at number two, and I'd be so happy with that. Um, and what you said about David Johnson earlier, uh, he's another safe back to also have. But uh, I don't know if he's safe, man. He's I'm I'm scared of injury concern with him. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I am too. But I'm talking about when he plays, he's a safe person to have. But there's one thing also that a little bit of concern to me that when he plays, he had ten fumbles in his first two years. Yeah, he had ten fumbles and he lost four of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even last year, when he only had the one game and eleven attempts, he had two fumbles. Yeah, and lost one of those. Mm-hmm. So it's like one game, you had two fumbles start off the year. Then you you know you broke your wrist and you had right. the knee before the season, before his killer season started. So uh, you know, yeah, he's a little bit scared about. And then Com- coming off a broken wrist, so a lot of defenders are going to be swiping at that ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, and you know, Todd Gurley is a safe pick to have. You know, he averages eleven point six touchdowns uh, season. So. Well, we're, I guess what we're both saying, wrapping up. I mean, now obviously you can't be mad at anybody for taking David Johnson, Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. or uh, Bell as first pick over Zeke, right? No, I'm you, not. But your but your opinion is Zeke, right? My opinion is Zeke. That's- Honestly, like to me, and we'll we'll get into this at a later show. We have a draft tactics show coming up. I think the best pick this year is the number four pick. That's the pick I want. But you know, I'll get into that on our. Uh, Draft taxes, which little, little Zeke teaser. happens to be ranked in overall. No. Happens to be ranked Flex, in. Flex, he's going one point oh one in a lot of drafts, and he's going as high as four. Or five. What did I just? What did I just say? Where he's being ranked in is number four, All and right. that's your favorite pick. Yeah, it just so happens to be. 
But there's a chance that he, there's a good chance he might not make it to four. That's not going against what I said. Right. I just said your number favorite pick is fourth, mm-hmm. and where he's being ranked is fourth. Coincidence? I think not. But it's it's not because of that. It's it's for other reasons, which we'll get into the on the uh, draft taxes show. And uh, just also real quick to say too, but this is the truth about saying about Saquon Barkley. You can't deny it. Not even just Saquon Barkley, the kind of player he is. Like I said before, they beefed off the offensive line with Nate Solder, you know, uh, and Will Hernandez, um, who is a mountain. That guy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, veteran. Uh, uh, quarterback play. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be worried. All the pass catchers get worried, but not even that. Just to give you a real quick thing. Like I said, the reason why I would take Saquon number one is just that one reason, But because I'm going to take him in at least one league because mm-hmm. I want him as a Giants fan, but I don't recommend taking him number one. But regardless, but look at Pat Schirmer's offense. Last year, the Vikings running backs, they got 108 targets. You know Saquon is a great pass catcher, mm-hmm. and with, 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 with that offense of Pat Schirmer, it's going to take over 108 targets for all the running backs. That's going to go to Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. So mm-hmm. I I, see, he's, he's I think Saquon not coming off the field. See, like, it's, it's one thing about being ranked and one thing about, like, where you're taking him. Because I have Saquon as a top three running back, but I don't have him ranked that way because I still feel like Zeke is a safer pick than Saquon. Mm-hmm. But I believe that Saquon at the end of the year will end up with more points. You know what I mean? So that's it, – it, it, at the end of the day, you got to draft – who you want. So if you had the number one pick, any of those four guys would be absolutely fine. But any of those four guys, except for one guy, which you're going to go into now, which is the wide receivers, which you're going to talk about until you're brown quick. But you ready to go into wide receivers? Let's do it. So this guy, I want to give you a quick tip about him, a quick crazy um, stat about him. There's, there's no denying number one off the board wide receiver. Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. If you were to take Antonio Brown number one, that'd be fine with me too. Yeah, you can make a case for him number one. There's this crazy stat that I heard, and I looked it up, and it is true. In the past five years, he's averaging 116 receptions, 1,569 yards, and 10 touchdowns. That's his average. He's averaging 337.8 fantasy points per year in the past five years. And in these past five years, He's only missed three games. Yeah, so it's super, super talent, man. And, and and remember, we talked about you. You mentioned it before about Larry Fitzgerald, thirty. You know, into that 30, 30 mm-hmm. year mark, he just turned thirty. Yeah, you know, he just turned thirty uh, four days ago. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, happy belated birthday, Antonio Brown, from here at the Better Fantasy Bureau. But <laughs> but yeah, so if you would, t- that's a, just a crazy stat right here. You know, right there to here, three hundred thirty seven fantasy points per year to average. As in, if you were to take, if you want to take him number one, all see, we'll talk about that again more in draft strategies. Yeah. You I could build a case for him number yeah, one. Yeah, you could. I personally like having two stud wide receivers and then my running backs to be more like the mm-hmm. second tier type. That's just me personally. We'll talk about that next show. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's like, the, the, you know, three, four years ago, like everybody was going wide receiver heavy in the first round. And now it's like, it's because there's a passers league. Yeah. yeah but, it's a but, bit now, but now, you know, it's, it's, it's RB heavy. Yeah, know, so. because they, they feel like it's more depleted. Yeah, right. but exactly like I said, so uh, Antonio Brown would be crazy. Uh, not crazy. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't be crazy for taking him mm-hmm. in the first pick. Uh, so once again, we'll go about wide receivers. We're gonna keep talking about that, and we'll do it like we did with the running back show, uh, talking uh, every two rounds. So uh, mm-hmm. who did you want to talk about as a wide receiver? I already mentioned Antonio Brown. So all right, so the wide receiver that I'm looking at, um, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones is is going average draft position of um, two point oh one and as low as two point oh eight in in certain drafts. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the biggest knock on on Julio Jones? Touchdowns, touchdowns, right? 
I mean, that's it. I, I mean, if you and look toe injuries and toe injuries, <laughs> but we'll uh, you know you can't you can't really plan for the injuries. But Julio Jones was targeted 133 times last year. Mm-hmm. Um, inside the inside the 20, he's also average. He was targeted 20 times as well. Mm-hmm. So he you know the, the targets are definitely there now. You know, I just don't see him scoring three touchdowns again. And if his touchdowns go up, you know, which I, you know, there's there's going to be that year where Julio scores double digit touchdowns. We all know it's coming. So if if he does that, I mean, he's he's a number one pick. Like I don't I don't see how he's going like so high. I mean, it's it's to me he's you know he's going you know after people like Leonard Fournette, who I would take Julio ahead of Fournette, uh, Dalvin Cook. I would take Julio ahead of Dalvin Cook. Um, Melvin Gordon, that may be like the cutoff point for me, but for me, Julio Jones is a first round pick. So, I mean, I, I that's what stuck out to me in the first and second round is that uh, Julio is like really, really being undervalued, in my opinion. Um, I, I agree with you for the most part. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as strongly as you do, especially what you just said about like, oh, it's got to be coming, those, those double digit touchdowns. It's got to be coming. It's got to be coming. Flex, he scored three touchdowns last year. Yeah, but that's what now, Julio Jones does. Yeah, but let, let me ask you this. If if Julio Jones is the number one fantasy player next year, would that shock you? No. All right. Now, you, 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 someone that has the upside of being the number one fa- fantasy player in, in the entire game is going almost towards the end of the second round. But a lot of those players in the first round could all be the number mm, one fantasy players. No, a lot of them could. No. A lot of them could. Not Not a lot. There's a handful. There's maybe... Five players that could end up being the number one fantasy player at the end of the year. Five, five or six in the first two rounds. Yeah, Didn't, uh, <laughs> I mean, go go through it in the first two rounds. All yeah. right, let's let's see to do this. Okay, right now. So you're 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 telling me ready to go. All right, I'll tell you right now. So it's like obviously any of those running backs, right? Antonio Brown, not, could be, not not all of the running backs. I mean, let's let's Saquon could be number for, one, Kamara could be number one, DeAndre Hopkins could be number one, Antonio Brown could be number one, Odell Beckham Jr. could be number one. Mm, no, o- Odell can't be number one. I mean, he he can. Uh, there's a way that he can, but the probability of him being number one is is not super high. Oh, okay. I don't, I I can't wait till people want to hear how hyped you're getting about the Cowboys talk earlier and how low you're talking about Odell now and how they're going to start I'm not probably feeling Odell. how they start. No, but what I'm saying, look, Odell's you're saying going, it's not a high probability uh, he could be going, number one. Odell's going 110, right? Huh? Yeah, one, he's, going, he's going 110. His average JDP. And Julio Jones is going almost, you know, you know, towards the end of the second round on like some drives. Like 2.08. Three more picks later. No, it's not. He's, you know, 2.01 and then as, as low as 2.08. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, if Julio Jones ends up having a better year than Odell Beckham, are you going to be shocked? Are you going to be shocked the other way around? No, I'm, I'm not. That's but, okay, but you're saying the probability of Odell being a number, number one overall fantasy player is low. All right, look, you're, you're the giant lover. I'll give you Odell. So who else do you so have? That, like DeAndre Hopkins could easily be the number one fantasy player also. Okay. I wouldn't say, you know, like... Uh, All right, Melvin Gordon's not going to be the number one fantasy player in football. Kareem Hunt's not. No, I'd be Leonard sh- Fournette's not. I'd be shocked Dalvin if any Cook of those three guys... is not. Michael Thomas could be. Keenan Allen mm, could be. And Michael Thomas in that offense, no. All right. Well, on a in a on a run heavy offense, no. I hear you, man. I, I think your, your opinion is a little bit more crazy. Moving on uh, to another uh, wide receiver that I uh, that, that I think is also going pretty well. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people want to talk about because this is the introduction right now. It's in the top ten wide receivers is Devontae Adams. Okay, even when Aaron Rodgers went down last week, Ooh, that's la- a good one. 
Yeah, even when, even when Aaron Rodgers went down last year in week six, Adams still managed a healthy 16.2 fantasy points per game, mm-hmm. despite being, you know, the way below average player, Red Huntley. Uh, but, um, and also having Jody Nelson as the number one wide receiver there last year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Devontae Adams still did good. You know, uh, he, like I said, he's making his top 10 debut. No more Jordy Nelson. Aaron Rodgers is back for a full season. Uh, and he's, I think it's a really safe pick at 2.06. It's just because it's not a familiar name or familiar face that's going up that high mm-hmm. that maybe might worry some people. But you got to trust Aaron Rodgers, number one wide receiver. You just got to trust Aaron Rodgers, number one wide receiver. You know? uh, I, I think he's going to have a top 10 finish. I personally still would rather have A.J. Green or Christian McCaffrey or Devontae Freeman who are being going after him. Mm-hmm. I still rather have one of those guys, but it's not like my feeling towards rather have one of those guys is by much. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's climbing up the draft boards quick. Devontae yeah, yeah, Adams yeah. is, is you know... On some drafts is going at, you know the top of the second round. Like I said, you had uh you know you had Brett Hundley and you still averaged sixteen point two fantasy points per game. Yeah. You still did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody else that I would like to talk about also in the first round. Uh, not for nothing too. We know the same pick. Like I said, I'd rather have AJ Green. AJ Green is only one is one of only six wide receivers to acquire thirty plus percentages of the targets in multiple seasons in the past ten years. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, he's in that mix with you know Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. Um, I rather have AJ. Honestly, I, mean, I would take him. I rather ahead of those definitely guys. would have. Now, even last year, it wasn't a good year for him. He only mm-hmm. averaged fourteen point four fantasy points per game. But um, every other year for the past five years, he's been averaging seventeen point three fantasy points per game. He's been getting you. That's real solid numbers you could get from your from a second round uh, from your second round pick. That's very solid numbers. And he's been a Pro Bowler every year. Every year he's come in, he's led the Bengals' target share percentages in six out of the past seven years. I, I you know, despite him kind of declining, I guess, and that's because of what you expect from AJ Green. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I still see him as you know. As I'm a on very board. Safe pick I'm on board there. with AJ Green. All right, so uh, moving on to rounds three and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you got for me, rounds three and four? So rounds three and four, uh, the player that stuck out to me the most is one Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Yeah. So Doug Baldwin, uh, average ADP of 3.01. We all know that it's Russell Wilson's favorite target. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing with him is that um, over the last three years, he's averaged 114 targets. And, you know, with the loss of Jimmy Graham, who had 95 targets, uh, Paul Richardson, who added another 80 targets, there's no way that he doesn't get about, you know, 130 targets in this offense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's really what we want out of our WR1. Your WR1, you want, you know, anywhere from 125 to 135 targets. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, look, it's it's opportunity. Like, you you want those opportunities. And, you know, he's got the talent. And for him to be getting that type of increase in production – I think that at 3.01, there's there's still a ton of value there, and you're getting you're getting him at a good deal. So I like Doug Baldwin. Yeah, I a love ton. I've always loved Doug Baldwin. He's always he's won me a league before. Uh, yeah. he was my flex player, and he's won me a league. Right. Like I love Doug Baldwin. Also, the touchdowns. <clears throat> I, over the last three years, he's averaged almost ten touchdowns per season. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a very consistent play from him. Uh, only thing I'm worried about is once again that offense is not that good, and you know the defense. I mean, that's going to help him. Defense is depleted. Defense is crazy depleted. So it it helps his fantasy Because they're going to be late from behind. behind. But I I just feel like that's the only person they're going to really have to guard. Right. 
But I mean, like, and remember, you go against the the Cardinals twice. Yeah. So you're going against Patrick Peterson twice. Yeah, but um, and you're going against the Rams. Patrick twice. Patrick Peterson, I, I don't think is not that monster yeah. that everybody makes him. But you're going be. against the Rams twice also. Yeah. So right there, out yeah. of 16 games. You got four of those games where he's going against very strong corners, a very strong secondary, mm-hmm. and um, you know I mean, look, Peterson's 12... been in the division for years, and you know his his numbers, he's still delivered. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's it's still just, I I love him. Don't get me wrong, I love mm-hmm. him. I'm just like I said, I'm just still scared about him uh, because of certain things. I just yeah, as we had this piece of plastic here on the table, and I never removed it. <laughs> it's like, um. So who are you looking at? Rounds between rounds three at, and four. I'm looking at a couple of guys. Now, remember, the people say that, and there is uh, more wide receivers than running backs. There is. So, you know, you can find a lot of them throughout the rounds. There's a lot to talk about in all these rounds. Mm-hmm. But who I'm looking at, and I'll start off with this guy. I'll start off with this guy because I have a few guys I want to talk about. Two right. guys mainly. So just let me tee it up for you. So between rounds and four, these are the... the rounds and four? Between <laughs> rounds three and four. I make more mistakes. Don't worry uh, about it. Baldwin, Josh Gordon, Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton, Tariq Hill, Old Man Larry Fitz, Stefan Diggs, Omari Cooper, Demarius Thomas, Juju, Allen Robinson, Juju. and Golden Tate. That's that's who's in the mix for those So rounds. who I want to talk about, first off, is Josh Gordon. Now, Josh. I feel like he's getting a lot of attention and he's getting a lot of questions, uh, question marks about him and concerns about him mm-hmm. for good reason because when he was on the field years ago, he was a stud at one point. He was amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. Yes, he was absolutely fantastic. And I've mentioned my concerns with Jarvis Landry. I really have. And I mentioned that somebody on our first episode, mm-hmm. we talked about buy and beware. And I said that you have to beware of Jarvis Landry because he's not going to get the I'm target not, chance. I'm not as concerned about Landry as you are, but but go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not con- as concerned about Josh Gordon as I am against Jarvis Landry. I think Josh Gordon is the better player. Now, Tyrod Taylor, That's I said. That's obvious, though. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. his whole thing is he's got to stay on the field. Well, and yeah, of course, mm-hmm. you know he has his issues sometimes. He works, but the thing is that, like I said, is that Tyrod Taylor throws from the three thousand yards. Now, Tyrod Taylor has never had a wide receiver with the you know capacity and the talents of Josh Gordon mm-hmm. or even anybody else around. Now, with Landry there, I think it only helps Josh Gordon because it's going to alleviate some of the defensive pressure off him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they got you know Duke Johnson is going to be able to catch the ball. They got Carlos Hyde who catches the ball well. They got Nick Chubb who's still to be seen what he could bring to the mm-hmm. table. But they're not a bad offensive line either in Cleveland. So one thing about the, the, where Josh Gordon does a lot of his best work or Tyrod and, you know, is that he catches a lot of balls uh, for 15 or more yards down to the left side. That's what he does. And Tyrod Taylor does pretty effective there. Not too great because he only completes just under 42% of his passes mm-hmm. to the left side for over 15 yards. Just right. about 42% of the passes he completes. Now, let me, let me ask you this because this is, this is pretty important. If if Baker Mayfield is on the center, do you think that helps or hurts his production in terms of fantasy? If if um, if Baker May uh that's off the bat, I would say hurts. It hurts him, you think so? I would say hurts. Okay. Cuz I and we'll, we'll talk about that also a little bit later in the show. I have it, I have something I want to talk about. But uh there's only only two rookie quarterbacks out of the draft this year that I trust that's going to be standing are Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. I think those are the only two quarter. My opinion, and I could be wrong, that those are the only two quarterbacks that are going to be left standing out of everybody in that quarterback class. Okay. Um, so I think it hurts, you know. But uh, you know, like the only 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 running back that that Tyrod, I mean, wide receiver that Tyrod Taylor that was even close to a Josh Gordon was Sammy Watkins, and Sammy Watkins never lived up to the hype when he got drafted. You know, he got remember that 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 year he got drafted. He got drafted over. Brandon Cooks, Odell, mm-hmm. Mike Evans, yeah. never lived up to that hype. So, um, like I said, the main problem is just target share. 
but I, I I still see Josh Gordon as being a number one. I would rather have Adam Thielen or T.Y. Hilton over Josh Gordon, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I still I, I, I still like him there, where he's going, and I think he still be, should be drafted. Okay. You know, somebody else stick out to you? Uh, yeah. Uh, another interesting guy is uh, T.Y., T.Y. Hilton. I love, thank you, Hilton. Yeah. Average ADP of 3.06. Now, here's the thing with Hilton. Um, I mean, a lot of his production is going to be contingent on whether Andrew Luck is going to be available. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. If you're drafting, you know, anywhere between now and, let's say, you know, mid to late August, this is a gamble that could really pay off for you because you, we're not going to know if Andrew Luck's going to be ready by the end of training camp, it, it right. looks like. You know, but there's some serious upside with T.Y. Hilton if Luck is under center. If if Luck is under center, he's, you know, he's in WR1 without a doubt. Would mm-hmm. you agree? 100%. Yeah. So to get a WR1 potentially in the middle to late third round, that that's that's a ton of value right there. You know, if if he's if Andrew Luck is under center, um I think it's a no-brainer that he's a WR1. If you look at the numbers, um Andrew Luck's WR1 has finished within the top 12 three out of the four years that he's had a full season. The other year, he finished in the top 18. So T.Y. Hilton's success is directly correlated with the health of one Andrew Luck. So, you know, I, I think that Andrew Luck will be ready by the time the season starts. So I'm not afraid to gamble on T.Y. Hilton in the middle to end of the third round. So T.Y. Hilton stuck out to me. Yeah, I took a gamble on T.Y. Hilton last year in a and, lot of my leagues. I took him second. It, yeah. it did not pay off. Didn't pay year. off. No, it paid off for one game. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. For the one game. But that, that game was crazy. Yeah, he's, he's talented. You know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, it, it makes a difference when Luck's back there. Yeah, no. Like, you know, like I said, if you had him that one game last year, you know, mm-hmm. he had 175 yards and two touchdowns, uh, you know, yeah. and only off five receptions. But um, I, I've always been a big fan of T.Y. Hilton. I've always been a huge fan mm-hmm. of him. And uh, so exactly, if Andrew Luck's there and at that price, yeah. especially especially if you go like running back, running back for mm-hmm. your first two picks in the draft, yeah, and then you decide to take T.Y. Hilton in the third as your wide receiver one. If Andrew Luck's healthy and you have running back, running back, and then T.Y. Hilton, oh, you're, you're sitting pretty solid. You're, you're sitting solid, pretty. solid, solid, 100%. solid, solid. I agree with that. Uh, another guy that I want to talk about that I feel is uh, going to do pretty well this year too is not for nothing, Demarius Thomas. Now, Marius. to tell you, this is, this, is, this is an ugly fact. So while Peyton Manning was there and the quarterback for the Denver Broncos, Demarius Thomas averaged 19.2 fantasy points per game. Mm-hmm. That is what you really want from your right. wide receiver one. But when he left, only 13.6. Yeah. He had a couple of monster years, man. and then just, With Peyton Manning. Yeah, and this fell off the face of the earth. So I believe that there's still value with him going in the fourth round. He's going as 4.06 at wide receiver 18. Oh, yeah. There's definitely value there for sure. Because now he's at his best quarterback since Peyton Manning with mm-hmm. Case Keenum. Now, Case Keenum's nowhere near anything um, like Peyton Manning, but with Case Keenum there... He's an upgrade, though, over what they've had. No, yeah, it's saying he's a huge upgrade over what they had. You yeah. know, like, uh, I love him as ADP because I don't see him falling outside the top 20 at all, and I like him a lot better than Juju Smith or Allen Robinson, who are going right after him. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather be grabbing him before I grab a guy, somebody like an Allen Robinson or Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Juju Smith-Schuster, for me, is a little uh, overrated. He's going way too high. I like Golden Tate better, but not even that, to be honest really? with you. Really? I like Golden Tate better than Juju Smith-Schuster. Because, and, but I even, but I, uh, ah, out of that Lions offense, i still rather have Marvin Jones because I think he costs less, and they're still going to put about, at the end of the year, the same amount of numbers. Uh, so that's what's my take about Demarius Thomas is just because, you know, it's this ugly 
only averaging 13.6 without mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, and I think it's going to go significantly higher now with Case Keenum in this year. Uh, moving on, rounds five through six. Yes, five through six. Mm-hmm. Um, who stuck out to you? You go first on this one. All right, cool. I'll go first. So who stuck out to me is Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks come out to me. Now, one thing about Brandon Cooks is that he's coming off three straight seasons with at least 1,000 receiving yards, all right? Now that puts him as that puts him as currently with other uh, four wide receivers, with four current wide receivers that are doing that. That's Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Larry Fitzgerald. That's good company to be in. Mike Evans. I don't know. Every time you say that name, <laughs> anger arises. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> I had some notes about him for the first two rounds, but we'll talk about that in a future show. Um now, he could, what I think about Brandon Cooks is that he's going to be a boomer bust player. Mm-hmm. That's who's going to end up being on this on the, on the Rams. So he's a speedster, right? He's a big speedster, and he really could run down the field and catch those long balls because what, what as much as he does, he's a speedster in a, in a deep threat. He does catch passes under 14 yards really well. 65% of his passes, he catches under 14 yards. But um, the only thing that would hold, I think, uh, Brandon Cooks back is because where he really thrives is catching the ball to the right side for over 15 yards. Mm-hmm. He really he, he gets 71% of his catches on that side. He thrives in, like I said, he's a speedster. Unfortunately, in Sean McVay's offense with Jared Goff, that's where Jared Goff throws his least amount of passes to the right side over 15 yards. Not only that, it's also he has his lowest completion percentage, which is 31% only. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me out of every 10 passes he's going to throw to the right side over 15 yards, only three of them are going to be caught. Mm-hmm. He's doesn't really excel throwing there. Sean McVay doesn't really throw there where Brandon Cooks excels. Now, this is why I say boomer bust because that could hold back Brandon Cooks from what he does really well, or it's because now that Brandon Cooks is there and able to make those catches, that that's where they'll take advantage of and thrive on it. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I say that it, it's you know, and and with the fifth, you know, taking him in, in, um, in his ADP. Which is where? Where is it? What's his ADP right now? I wasn't even had that written down. I should have that written down. My his bad. ADP is uh, da, 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 da. five oh four. Yeah, five point oh four. Thank yeah. you. Um, and he's going as high as six eleven. As high as low. As, I'm sorry, as low as six eleven. All right. I was like, wait, what? Doing it ass backwards. But uh, yeah, so I, I I think he's gonna be a boom and bust player. That he's a type of player that could really give you value there. But since you're taking him there, he's not really going to destroy your league for you. Because right there, you're looking at possibly your first bench player. So I think he's a solid guy to have on your bench uh, and see how it develops and, you know, like play him in for a bye week. Uh, maybe possibly even give you some trade bait in the future. So uh, I, I, I like Brandon Cooks for where he's going. I don't think he should go any higher than where he is. All right. So we'll start back to you in the, the rounds five through six. Chris Hogan, a.k.a. Seven Eleven. Uh-huh. He gave himself that nickname. Self-proclaimed, right? Self-proclaimed because he's always open. <laughs> always open. Always open. But um, average ADP of 5.10. Um, I like Chris Hogan. I think at that where he's being drafted, uh, there's value there. Mm-hmm. Now, last year before he went down in, in week eight, he was targeted 54 times. Uh, you know, Julian Edelman uh, missed you know pretty much the entire year last year. And obviously, we, everyone knows that he's out for the first four games this year. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, a target mon- monster to to be targeted that many times in fifty in um, eight games. That's legit. On top of that, his uh, average per catch was almost fourteen yards. So Brady loves this guy, and I think this year, I I project him for about ninety to a hundred targets. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, he's going to be, you know, a WR three, let's say. Okay. Um, or a great flex option, and at that, 
I, I could see him at the end of the year, if you tell me that he puts up W2 numbers to WR2 numbers, I would not be surprised. The talent level is there. The quarterback who's going to give him opportunities is there. And I just see plenty of upside uh, with Chris Hogan going towards the end or beginning of the sixth round. Yeah, yeah, as, especially as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, but then you got to kind of worry too with Julian Edelman coming back. You know, yeah. like great, he's going to do great those four games, but then he's going to have to take a back seat to that. And of course, Gronk is going to be his but, favorite but, target. But Amendola's gone. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, no, so no, he'll, he'll be I, number two, but you know, but it's just he'll still take the back seat. I mean, yeah. and just I, from what what I seen, sorry for like I mean, that's fine, no, no, but right. I saw. I mean, him and Brady seem like they have a good connection. Yeah, Brady loves him. Brady loves him. So you know, Brady has made stars out of out of a lot of people, man. Yeah. You know, he's he's Amendola, Edelman, you know, it's it the list goes on and yeah, on. Nah, Brady Wes Welker, remember what he did for Wes Welker's yeah, career? Yeah. Um so I think the opportunities are there combined with the talent level. Like, look, this this kid, he's he's talented. He could run. His route running is really impressive. So there's a reason why he gave himself the name seven eleven. So you know, like I said, but Brady loves Brady loves him, but he also loves Edelman and uh Yeah. And uh Gronk more. Yeah. So it's just I I just think the opportunities are going to be there. That's why I'm. I think I'm they are. I just don't think they're going to be there for the full long length of the season. You think over or under 100 targets for the year? Under, well, like way under. About like 88. From my wide receiver three, I'll take that all day. I gotta set up the 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 bet sound. Drop, yeah, because we, we gotta do. make a bet. But we gonna make that bet. I say under 100 targets this year. Under 100? Yeah. Well, you said 80. I under 100. You asked for it. I, you, all right, you, I you say get, I say over 100. I'll take the bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over under. Don't, don't, don't make it to what I assume he's going to get, the over <laughs> under. You're under. I'll take the bet. All right. We got we to gotta work this out, you All and right. I. We had to talk about when we make this bets and then how it's going to work out yeah. at the end of the year. We'll, whatever we'll read time. the list prior to week yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. We'll save it. But right now, so you say Chris Hogan's over 100 targets this year. I say under 100 targets in the year. I'm going to make up a drop for that uh, for the next episode. And we did. We don't think we did agree, though, because it's BFB. So we make a bet. It's a big effing bet. Big effing bets. Big that's, effing that's a bets. big effing bet. I'm a little bit nervous about him there. Uh, just, just real quick, the only one guy I want to say left in that round two is just Will Fuller. The only reason I just want to say him is that I just think he, he could be a sleeper because with your boy, Deshaun Watson's in the center, Will Fuller kills. Mm-hmm. He ki- but he kills because he's touchdown dependent, okay? When Watson's on the center, Will Fuller averaged 20.9 fantasy points per game. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a monster. But that's, I think he's a major boom or bust player. Yeah. But once again, he's, he's like the a- de- definition of boom or bust. Okay? <clears throat> Absolutely, because he's so touchdown dependent. You know, yeah. like, you know, he only, he, 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 Average about two touchdowns a game <clears throat> with Deshaun Watson there. All right, so moving on because uh, we're going to wrap up soon enough. We're, we'll go to around 7 through 10. Do you want to mention somebody from around 7 through 10? Yes. Uh, am I allowed to talk about another Cowboy? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, yeah. So, Alan Hearns. Uh, Alan Hearns is going right at the beginning of round nine mm-hmm. in, in ADP. Now, let's think about this for a second. Now, let's. Des Bryant had 133 targets last year. As a WR1 in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing is this, is that is, is Alan Hearns, you know, a, a great wide receiver? No, absolutely not. But the thing is, someone has to be targeted in this offense. And he's by far their best wide receiver. I mean, look, they're big on this kid Gallup. Um, Cole Beasley is going to do his work out of the slot. Terrence Williams is, is a big question mark to me. He's got some off the field issues. Um, so the, the opportunities are going to be there. And if you're telling me that he get, he's going to get a hundred targets, um, I think out of my WR three, 
I'll I'll take that. No problem. Especially this late in the draft. Now, you know, he's been he's been hurt the last couple of years, but the last year that he played a full season, he caught 64 balls on 105 targets, a whopping 10 touchdowns and just over 1000 receiving yards. So, for me to Yeah, great year. Yeah, so for for him to get 100 targets out of someone that's going in the ninth round, mm-hmm. I'm on board. I'm on board with Alan Hearns. Yeah, I I really he's, don't. He's there's no you know question that he's the number one receiver in that offense. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm really not against uh, Alan Hearns at all drafting him. I would I I'm a, I like to draft him this year myself. Um, because for everything you just you just mentioned, I mean, he's got to throw the ball to somebody. I mean, you can't. Yeah. There's got to be somebody there to help Zeke. Right. You know, to help and, alleviate pressure off right. him. Now, Alan Hearns. The thing with Alan Hearns, you could do a lot worse than Alan Hearns. He's he's not a wide receiver. Many teams he goes on, he's not the wide receiver one for many teams. No. He's really not. But you could do a lot worse than Alan Hearns as your wide receiver one. You mm-hmm. could do worse than him. Uh, but I'm not crazy about him. But because he's just so alone out there as a wideout for the Cowboys that – you know, somebody should but take. from from a fantasy perspective, yeah, you wouldn't be happy with him as a WR three, as my as my R three. You, you could potentially have a number one receiver at WR three. You know what I mean? Like a num- number one option as in terms of receiver in the, in the offense. He's oh, a number okay, one. Okay, I thought you meant like I thought you meant as a wide receiver. One. No, no, no. All right, no, right okay, okay. No, no, that's what I thought I, you I were just saying. I didn't drink before the podcast, flex. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's the number one receiver in that offense, and to get him, you know, that late. I'm on board. No, no, yeah, I, I, I like it. It's so in, 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 on ESPN rankings, when ESPN did their fantasy summit rankings, when they get all the ESPN you know uh, analysts and sports guys together and they rank their fantasy players, there was only two Cowboys that made all the rankings. Only two Cowboys, and that is Zeke and Alan Hearns. Yeah, yeah, ESPN, what do they know? Yeah, what do they know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I like Alan Hearns. I agree with you there mm-hmm. overall, especially if he stays healthy because he's had his uh, health issues. Injury you know, concerns, Injury yeah. concerns, yeah. Um, one guy that I also like a lot in this in these rounds, uh, just just to wrap it up for the, for for the wide receivers segment, just real quick is DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I just like him. Is going as nine point twelve. Mm-hmm. So it's around this time. If you're not looking at a quarterback and you're not looking at a defense around that time, I think DJ Moore is a great player to have on your bench, especially for him going around nine point twelve. That means in, if you're in a keeper league. I think it's a great keeper to have. Now, Cam Newton, I like a lot this year because he has so many targets to throw the ball to. He's got his, his favorite Greg Olson back. He's got a great pass catch in Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's got Devin Funches who showed real well. But still, I still think that DJ Moore is going to give him a run for his money. Now, pardon me. As I said, that um, Devin Funches was doing well last year. And, 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 you know, with Calvin Benjamin leaving and everything, he was averaging about 12.2 fantasy points per game. That's solid flex play. Mm-hmm. He was given solid flex play. Devin Funches last year. And he's also, like I said about Alan Hearns, he's not, if you put Devin Funches in any other team, he's not a wide receiver one for most teams, which I think that Alan Hearns is better than Devin Funches. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's not a wide receiver one for most teams. So DJ Moore, is there, there's got to be a reason that he was the first wide receiver taken in the draft this year. I thought Cal- Calvin Ridley was the best wide receiver in the draft. Yeah. But they took DJ Moore as the best wide receiver I, in the draft. I thought the Cowboys were going to take him. DJ Moore? Yeah. I thought they were going to take that guy, uh, Kirtland. Strickland, whatever, what was his name? Sutton. Sutton, yeah, there Sutton. you go, Curtin yeah. Sutton. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were going to take him. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, he ended up going in the second round, though. Yeah, to the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, but still, so there's a reason that he was taken as the first wide receiver off uh, this year, and I, I I think that he's it's still up for grabs for him to be the number one wide receiver for Cam mm-hmm. Newton because, you know, defense is already so worried about what Cam does with his feet on the ground. So 
for him to throw it out to the air to a guy like DJ Moore, who's a big, strong guy, I think he's going to do it um, do well. So he's great for a keeper. And another guy, also, just uh, just finish it out, Kelvin Benjamin. And the only reason for Kelvin Benjamin, I just say that honestly, because he could have a terrible year. But of where he's going, he once again, he's not going to ruin your season. Mm-hmm. But he's the wide receiver. There's nobody else. Right. Who's he going to throw the ball to? Right. Josh, I said it before in the beginning, and this is where I want to mention about Josh Allen. I think that Sam Darnold and Josh Allen are two best quarterbacks in the draft. I think they're going to be the last quarterback standing. That they're going to be significant in the NFL. I think Josh Allen's a great quarterback, and he has to throw it to somebody. That's going to be. You, you think they're both on the center week one? No, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Darnold was. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen's on the center week one. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I, th- I think they both are. I don't think Sam Darnold should be, but it's the Jets. It's the Jets, man. Like so they, who knows? you know, the fan base definitely wants him to be number one. I can tell you that. So wrapping up right there, the uh, the wide receivers and talking about Jets. So you know, we're talking about the Jets a little bit. We're wrapping up here the wide receivers. We're gonna go finish it off with questions like we do at every show because we only got a couple of minutes left. So uh, talking about questions, yes, we got a question from a fan. Did we not, Charlie? We have our first uh, listener question from uh. good old cousin Joe. <laughs> <laughs> So, Cousin Joe asks, uh, who on the Jets would garner the highest fantasy pick, uh, if any? Mm-hmm. I, I threw the if, if any part in there. Sorry, Joe. Be nice. Um, so, uh, I think that there's actually two Jet players that I would look at. Um, I think Isaiah Crowell, um, I'm not going to get into all the reasons why because we're running out of time, but he has an ADP of uh, 8.06, and he looks like he's going to be the feature back in that offense. Yeah. So, you know, to get a, a back that's going to get a majority of the touches that late, um, I'm on board. 8.06, uh, I could use a little bit of Isaiah Crowell. Uh, the other player, um, and this is a big question mark because he's facing a possible suspension, but Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Did you see that kid last year? Yes, that, I did see him. That, <laughs> I watched football. That that kid, um, he's he's explosive, man. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's explosive. He's got yeah, tremendous he, upside. The he only took thing the is, Jets by storm last year when he came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, he's super talented. He was targeted 114 times last year. If he stays on the field um, and he could get all of the off-the-field troubles resolved, he's got some serious upside, especially where he's being drafted. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I'm a fan. I can't believe I'm saying that about a Jet. Um, also caught seven touchdowns last year. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't know what I go through in, uh, nah, that's in my family. Right. I know. But Robbie Anderson, uh, Cousin Joe, to answer your question. Isaiah Crowell and Robbie Anderson is yeah, the other guys that I would be looking at. I love uh, Robbie Anderson as a pick, especially for the same reasons I said about Calvin Benjamin. I'm not worried about Terrell Pryor. I'm not worried about Lockett. Uh, I think that Robbie Anderson is Pryor's the Pryor's a wild card. I'm not worried Pryor's about him. Pryor's a wild card. He's, he's super talented. He's just He's got to get it together. I think he was a fluke. You think so? I think he was a fluke. I, I, think, I think he's got some game. Because he wasn't a good quarterback. And then he's had a year or two like as a wide receiver, pretty good. But I mean, don't get me wrong; he's talented. But he, I think he, he was, was a, a bad fit in Washington. Yeah, um, he was. He, he was. was a terrible fit in Washington. But I think you know, in in the Jets system, I think he'll get opportunities. Yeah, and then another another ex Cleveland Brown on the Jets with Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, yeah Isaiah Crowell's going to go first, and I I get it. But my my main thing about Isaiah Crowell is it's not like he was in a way better situation now than he was in Cleveland. Right, he's in the same situation basically. Right. He's, look, a, he's on mean, a bad offensive team behind like mm-hmm. a mediocre, you know, not it's not the worst line, but it's not like a great line either. But here's the thing, though, go, where he's going in the draft at eight point oh six, to me, I, you know, that's a point where you're taking best player available. You know what I mean? And to get a number one, uh, number one running back that late makes a ton of sense. Uh, you mean starting running back that late? Starting running back. Starting running yeah, back. That that's late. what I meant. Yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. I mean, I rather. Uh, Get some other people, but um, 
But um, anyway, so moving on uh, to now to other questions. So do you want to ask me a question or you want me to ask you first? Go ahead. You go. Okay. You sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you got that look on your face, Flex? Recently, you did an obstacle course, per se, right? What was it called? Oh, the Rugged Maniac. You did the Running Maniac. Did you yeah. enjoy that? Yes. Why did you do it wearing express pants? <laughs> Cuffed <laughs> at the bottom, tight, and in an athletic showcase- it was, which I did pretty good, by the way. Asked and my you did it with express pants. Well, here's the thing. Um, it wasn't the best choice for you know the event. I don't think anybody ever wore anything express for but athletic stuff. I, I was um, I was running late, and my brother-in-law was downstairs honking the horn, and that's the only thing that I could find. So that's what I grabbed. And um, yeah, that's that's my answer to that. That's just sad. That's sad. All right. All right, so that's about all the time we have over here for this episode right now of the Better Fantasy Bureau. Uh, just to let y'all know, once again, you can follow us on at on Instagram at BFB Podcast, Twitter at Podcast BFB. The number of the callers is 856-369-0461. Please go on iTunes and rate us. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to us. YouTube, rate us and everything. Charlie wants to say goodbye to the party people. Goodbye, party people. Goodbye, Bureau. We'll see you the next time. Peace, party people. <laughs>